And now will you join me in our Old Testament lesson, taken from Psalm 36, verses 5 through 9. Listen to the true word of God. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. How priceless is your unfailing love both high and low among men, find refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hi, friends. It's so good to be back with you today. Um, it's me. <laughs> I, beca- I thought 2020, new decade. I'm a brunette. So <laughs> that's, it is me. I, Ron was like, you had a makeover. That's right. Uh, maybe a lot of you have decided that 2020, new decade, is just time for something new saying goodbye to that last decade. That was sure me. Um, Last time I was here with you, I brought my husband and my son. They're not with me today. Um, But I also brought uh, a brother in Christ, Desmond. You might have remembered him. He was granted asylum. He's from Cameroon. Um, So I wanted to give you a little bit of an update because I know you all, a lot of you got to to meet him. Um, Desmond's doing great. He's in the Baltimore area. He's um, with his sister there, and they are working towards bringing his daughter over here in the next year. So um, he brings his greetings. I I told him I was going to be here today, so he said to say hello. And uh, thank you all for your prayers for him, for your, oh my gosh, your warm, generous welcome to him last time. So thank you. This time, though, I brought somebody with me. Uh, She's... She's here to visit um, me, and I've known her since I was 15 years old. Her name is Carol Byrne. She's right here. Um, Carol's one of my spiritual mothers. And I know you all will appreciate this, because while uh, I, I did have some church exposure growing up, uh, it took a while to sink in. And one day, a friend of mine said, Can you, you want to go to this youth group with me? I was like, what is that? And it wasn't church. It was a campus life, Youth for Christ. Maybe some of you are familiar with that. I know we also have Young Life out here. And um, so I went to campus life one night. And that's where I met Carol. And then one time we went on a retreat that same year, a couple, couple months later. And it was there that um, I heard a speaker. And who was I was encouraged to deepen my relationship with Christ. And it was, maybe some of you are familiar with this process. Uh, it's not too present in our Reformed Presbyterian tradition, but some, we were called for, we were told to stand up if you want to go deeper in your relationship with Christ, receive Jesus. Um, and so I was one of the people that stood up. And of course, my my uh, youth leaders saw that, and they told you to go outside the doors and, and um, pray with your leader. But when I got outside the doors, Carol jumped up and down, literally jumped in the air and just said, yes, yes. And so I'm sure many of you have spiritual mothers and fathers, hope, and could be your own mother and father. <laughs> um, but... I just wanted to share with you this special person to me because I probably wouldn't be here if she hadn't been part of my nurture and guidance in Christ. So uh, that's Carol. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) Would you pray with me, please? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you. Oh, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. 
Well, last time when I was here, I preached, uh, it was Genesis chapter 9, so the Old Testament. We talked about the rainbow, for those of you who are here. And hopefully since then, if you've seen a rainbow, you've been maybe seeing it in a different way. Um, today we're going to talk about the New Testament. And we're, gonna pick, we're picking up here in the journey of Jesus to, he's going to the cross. So in a few weeks, we're going to enter the season of Lent, right? So we're going to follow Jesus to the cross. Um, this is where he's just healed somebody on the Sabbath. Uh-oh. He's been talking about the kingdom in parables, and he's getting lots and lots of questions about, so how do we, how do we get into this kingdom? How do we actually become part of that kingdom. And, and they're also asking, well, how are we saved? How are we saved? So he's teaching people. He's healing people. Well, you can imagine then what starts to happen because he's really starting to threaten some of those powers that be because they want to start getting rid of them. So you might remember last time that I asked that you not follow along on the screen, you not follow along in your Bible because... The Bible is the story of God, and this is another piece of the story of God. So, li- And it was meant to be heard. So listen to the word of God coming to us from Luke chapter 13. I'll be reading verses 31 through 34, but listen. Listen to God's word. At that time, some Pharisees, they came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else because Herod wants to kill you. And he replied, Go tell that fox. I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day. For surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Perhaps some of you remember this, the awful thing that happened. It was about, it was last March. And it lasted for almost 24 hours for some people around the world. Maybe you remember this event. Well, yep, you guessed it. It was that 24-hour period where Facebook went down. (laughs) It was horrible, right? Millions of people, maybe even you, were affected by this international crisis. (laughs) It occurred on a Wednesday, and people everywhere, they couldn't share their ideas. They couldn't share their thoughts, their events, their cat photos, their pictures, their feelings, their update on their laundry. They couldn't share these things. Whatever they needed to share, they were denied the ability to do so. Now, say what you will about social media, Facebook. I understand it definitely has its ills, right? 
But, but connecting in this way, it also says something about our humanity and what we need. Its popularity speaks to our need to connect. Our longing for community. Our desire to be known, to be seen. And even to create some version of intimacy with others. To share ourselves. To not be alone. To not feel alone. To feel like we're, we're part of something bigger than ourselves. Like we're in a brood. <laughs> like we belong. And when it went down that week, you probably, you might remember, people were freaking out. Like they were, they were not sure what to do with themselves. Some even had to talk to their spouses that day. <gasps> and their children. They had to talk to their kids and, their, and the children had to talk to them. And yet maybe you remember that not two days later, that same platform, that same application was used to live stream the murders and the wounding of a hundred innocent people in New Zealand because of hate and fear. It's hard, folks, because we, we speak of light, we speak of hope, we sing of light, we sing of hope, and yet many of us feel like oh, we're in these really dark times. Planes crashing, children being murdered at school, people in their, or people in their places of worship, hate crimes against human beings created by God. We have become, we know, have the most anxious generation in history. And we are living in some dark and even scary, dangerous times. I mean, I know I'm referencing a crisis from, you know, a year ago, which, uh, but we experience this daily in our world and, and in our lives, and we live in these times of great uncertainty. And as I said, in a few weeks, we're going to prepare that journey with Jesus to the cross during what we call Lent. And we're reminded from this passage of that darkness of Jesus' time, too. A time when rulers, when powers, when lots of, what does he call Herod? A fox. Lots of foxes. Lots of crafty, dangerous, wily people. And not just people, but systems that are on the loose. That powers that be. And they don't like being criticized. By Jesus. His words or his deeds. And they don't like being criticized by those of us who follow Jesus. Or who are being engaged in this work of justice and mercy. And so Jesus is noting here how he has been engaged in dealing with the powers. He's been healing people. He's been setting them free. He's been teaching them about what he calls his kingdom, which is his rule or his reign. And then it turns there where Jesus speaks of this darkness with great sadness. He laments over the city. 
He laments. He's sad about what's happening there. And, and he's also sad about what's happened over the centuries. It's not just referencing that time. And so he longs for, meaning, you know, he wants, he desires. What does is, what is he desire to do in this passage? To protect. To protect specifically Jerusalem here. He's saying, I want to protect Jerusalem. And what he's referencing is the city. The place where the majority of people, even today, where the majority of people live and they, or they end up moving to. It's the city. It's also a place that represents the powers. It's a place that represents the foxes, the places of where corruption or greed or those unjust systems, where those exist, where people are hurting, people are sick, people need food, people need shelter, they, might just, they need water, maybe they just need a friend. They're out there alone, someone to care for them, someone to protect. And so the city here represents the place of great need because it's also a place of danger and fear, and especially for prophets, for prophets and others who speak out against injustice and wrongdoing and systems that continue to hurt people. And yet, Jesus knows this about this place, and he's going to continue his journey towards it. And, and he will make his way to his city, to that city. And he's going there because and out of great love. He knows what's going to happen there. You see, nothing will deter Jesus from his mission to Jerusalem, to the place where he will be called blessed, blessed on one week, and then he's mocked the next and ultimately receives capital punishment for his crimes. Friends, as I read this passage and I sat with it, I started asking myself, if I'm supposed to model and follow not just be like Jesus, but follow Jesus and, and stay close to him and do the things that Jesus would do and be the person that Jesus has called me to be. Well, am I weeping over the city? Over my neighborhood? Over the news that we hear or that we read? Do I have that strong desire that Jesus has to protect it? Do I want to even go there? Do I want to speak out against injustice? Even if it might cause me harm? Even at the risk of my own life? I ask myself, what is my response in my heart and in my actions towards the city? And is it like Jesus' response? And here Jesus gives us this beautiful image of the great longing that he has not only to gather the city, but to gather us, God's people. He says, like a mother hen gathers her chicks when danger is coming. 
And interestingly, Jesus, who was told that he was in danger, he responds with that image that, in fact, is his response to his children in danger. It's, it's like any parent who sees his or her child in pain, his or her child hurting, the longing to comfort. It's like Jesus is saying, oh, I just wish, I just wish I could wrap them all up and protect them and keep them safe and sound right under here, under my wings like a hen would do to her chickens. This picture of being under God's wings, well, it's found other places in scripture. We chose one this morning from Psalm 36. How priceless is your unfailing love, God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Or in Psalm 91, God will cover you with his feathers. And under his wings, you will find refuge. This image of the hen would be very familiar to folks in agriculture. Folks very familiar with hens, much like the first hearers of this text, because they knew hens and they knew her brood and they knew that she is intimately connected to her chicks and that the chicks long to be together. They long to connect, to belong and not to be away from her. So the sheep will protect them with what we call brooding wings, protective wings. And if danger comes, the hen sounds an alarm. Maybe some of you are familiar with this. It's called a maternal vocalization. I will not be imitating it. But as you can imagine, I probably have my own maternal vocalization for my son, right? (laughs) Or you have your own paternal vocalization too. It's when a predator who looks big enough to take her chicks away, she sends out the call. Mother hens seem also to, they have this empathy with their their chicks. Uh, One group of modern researchers exposed hens and and their chicks to a mildly upsetting not harmful, Um, stress. It was a puff of air. You've been to the eye doctor. (laughs) The puff of air, right? Um, And so the hen, she was watching from a connecting room, but she couldn't get to her chicks. And when the mother hen responded, she would respond more intensely when she saw the chicks receive the puff of air than when she herself received one. You see, seeing her chicks in distress, the hen's heart, it started to beat more quickly, they measured. And the hen's body temperature changed. And they attempted, the hens attempted to call to their chicks from that side to get them away from the perceived threat. And yes, in the study, she also let out her maternal vocalization, her call, which she uses, again, to get her chicks back to her. But the call is very interesting. Her voice, that call, it also enhances memory formation in the chicks. And so they know what to do, again, if ever this circumstance arises that they're in danger, to 
get to their mother. Safely tucked under God's wings, the child of God finds security, belonging, connection, the things we all long for. So I know I was told no robes today, but I, I brought my bathrobe. It's a little cold up in here with this lady. Um, so this robe, you see it? My friend gave this to me for Christmas, and I did not know I needed this robe. But I do need this robe. It's so warm and cozy. And I know this weekend's been a little warm, but it's pretty cold in La Mesa sometimes, especially in the morning when we wake up. And so I get my clothes on. I get, I get up. I have my PJs on, and I put this on right away. And then my son wakes up. And he comes out. He's kind of cold a little bit, too. And he says, you might remember we speak French. So he says, maman, maman. And he says, I, I want to get under there. So I open up. I put, tuck him in as much as I can. We try to tie it, right? <laughs> and he likes to be tucked under, safe and sound, warm and cozy. I might just wear this for the rest of the sermon. Um, <laughs> And in this way, James, he wants to be safe and warm with me, right? Because he knows me. Because my son has a relationship with me. He trusts me. And that's why he comes to me just like little chickens go to their mother hen. And just like those of us who love and know Jesus, who trust him. Don't you just want to get wrapped up in Jesus' love and protection? So it's not just a cute image. It's what Jesus actually does for us. It's a metaphor that was divinely chosen for God to say, this is how I long in Christ for my people. And in this passage, yes, we are referencing the city, but it's not just that longing for our, the cities. It's for our neighborhoods, our schools, our workplaces, our homes, even in this room, you, all who hurt, all who need love, all who need connection and shelter and protection. And what's so amazing is that the very ones that Jesus longs to rescue, some of them are even in rebellion against him and against God. And he even wants to, he longs even to wrap those folks up. For the ones that even, they don't even know that he wants to do that for them. They don't even know that they want that from him. Because soon some of those same people will put Jesus to death. And Jesus knows that. But still he longs for their salvation. And he's going to the city anyways to die. What unbelievable love. You know, farmers have told of they found a mother hen after a severe hailstorm 
And she herself has been beaten to death by the hail. But then after the storm, the chicks, they will crawl out. They'll crawl out from under their mother unharmed because she gave her life to protect them. And friends, that is the love of our Savior for us, isn't it? That the Lord Jesus, who endured the ultimate danger, the ultimate threats, the ultimate fear, he, where on the cross, that death beca- the threat of death became a reality for our sake. You see, he was crushed for our sins so that we would never be. And he was left all alone, disconnected, so that we might never be. And Jesus covers us with his love. Can we hear? Can we hear Jesus' maternal vocalization? Can we hear his call to come, be wrapped up in his great love? Do we know Jesus well enough to recognize that call? Do we long for him the way he longs for us? You see, God wants us to draw close. God wants to protect and care for us because the safest place, safest place in the universe is wrapped up in God's love and covered by God's brooding wings. Would you pray with me? God of love, whose mercy is so wide, whose arms are open so wide. Show us the way, Lord. Give us hope, even in these dark times. Keep us on the path of peace and love, of justice and mercy. And help us to love our city and our neighborhoods the way you do. Help us to trust in you, to have that relationship with you, to be willing to accept your love and accept your protection and to be covered by your brooding, safe, protective wings. May we hear your call, O Lord. Amen.